one of us, one time or the other, you've gone through discouragement. And sometimes you feel like, I can't do anything, it's over. And most of the time, people will abandon the project, the goal, the dream, whatever that is. You don't want to go there anymore. And when somebody reminds you, you say, well, I've been there, it doesn't work. Let's not go there. And you turn to something different. So we've all been through discouragement. And we talk about the scripture, how God encouraged his people when they were discouraged. God knows how to encourage you and bring you back to your dream and help you fulfill your dream. Because those dreams actually came from him. They didn't come from you. He put them there. And he knew that there was going to be a test in your way. But your test can become testimony if you don't quit doing what God has called you to do. So we get discouraged, but God can encourage us. And I said the first way, the best way, if you feel discouraged, you feel like you can't get along too many problems, first thing to do is maybe you need some rest. Pull yourself away from everything. Pull yourself away and stay away. And then that may help you. Jesus needed rest. Jesus told his disciples, you need rest. Come away with me to the desert and get some rest. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Uh, Rest is very spiritual. Sleep is very spiritual. Man, I did that a lot last night. The man I'm telling you. I went to bed real early. My son came from school. I didn't see my face. I was snoring a kid. (laughs) So rest is important. But the most important thing you need is an encounter with God. A fresh encounter with God himself. We need that. And we said there are seven things that you need to do to get that fresh encounter with God and get yourself positioned for where God's taking you. Remember what it says in Psalm 23. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. For what? For his name's sake. He has a path for you. He is the path of righteousness. And you need to connect with him so he puts you back in that path because frustration and discouragement is trying to knock you out of your path. And you need to resist that so God can put you in the right path. So that's the first thing. And that's what the, 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 uh, the Jewish people, the Israelites, got from those two prophets. They gave them the word of God. First thing, expose yourself to the word of God. Read the scriptures. Read whatever. Just go to a, a book in the Bible. It don't matter what book. It's divine. It will speak to you. Even if it doesn't seem to relate to what you're going through, believe me, God will have a way to speak to you. That's the way God is. He says the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. As you read the word of God, the spirit of the life that is in that word of God will be inside of you. And you will have the life of God. This is so crucial. So you need to expose yourself to the word of God. Listen to tapes, whatever it is. Play Bible tapes. I mean, something will happen that will transform your life. There was a woman I shared this year before. She was dying in the hills of uh, somewhere in California. And everybody, doctors, everyone had given up on her. And she had given up on herself. And she was laying up in a room uh, just waiting to die. They were all waiting for, for her to die. And then she was reading uh, from uh, 
I believe it was First Peter chapter 2, verse 24, and where God said, you know, Jesus had taken all our sins because she was waiting just to die. Young woman, waiting just to die and to be in the presence of God and to see Jesus again. And she read that scripture that Jesus had taken our sins. And she is forgiven. And she was blessed by that. And she raised her hands, barely because she was really weak. And she was praising the Lord, thanking God. And she said, well, that scripture really blessed me. Let, me. let me go back to the other part. What does it have to say? And it says, by whose stripes also you were healed. And she says, why? I don't have to be sick. I don't have to die. The same blessing that brought me forgiveness is the same blessing that brings me healing. God spoke to her from that scripture and she went down to mama and said, mama, listen, I'm not going to die anymore. Mama says, oh, the cancer or whatever it is, is gotten into our brain. Please sit down, baby. She said, no, I'm going to leave. Mama, you told us. You were the one that told us we must believe in the word of God. Now, uh, the one that is being preached to is preaching to the preacher. She had to hear the word. And she lived. She lived. When you expose yourself to the word of God, the word of God will change things for you. Second, the, the second thing, go back to working for God. We talked about that. When you go back, as that's where we ended last week. When we go back to working for God, there is something about doing something for God that changes the whole atmosphere. I guess when we go to prison, I feel this so much joy. Just being with them. It's hard to explain. It's what Paul calls joy unspeakable, full of glory. And the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. When you are joyful because you are doing work for God, the joy kicks that discouragement and you come back alive again. The joy of the Lord. When you're discouraged, it's like you're mourn- yes, there's some form of mourning there. You're mourning about because this thing that you wanted to do, you can't do it anymore. Obstacles have come in the way. Oppositions have come in the way. Resources are not there. And you seem like there's no way for me to get to this place. I've prayed. I've cried. It's not working. And so you're discouraged because your vision, your goal, your dream seems to be getting away from you. There is some form of mourning there. But the scripture says, God will comfort those who mourn in Zion. He will give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. He, God says he's going to give that to us. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So you become like a tree planted by God. I mean, I'm not talking about shrub. A tree planted by the Lord. And he, he will receive glory from your life. Because he planted you for glory. That he may be glorified. He planted you for glory. And so God will fill your heart with that joy. Many times when people are discouraged and, and, and they can't get away, guess what they, what they do? And sometimes they turn to wine. Alcohol, you know. Booze. Okay. <laughs> All the different names. But when you turn to the word of God and you begin to do God's work, you receive another kind of wine. 
He is called the joy of the Lord. This wine will get you intoxicated as you do as you do God's work. You can have God's wine, which is of the Holy Spirit, and still be discouraged. Because it's the joy of the Lord inside of you. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 2, it says they were like drunk with, you know, wine. These men, look at them. They're like drunk. But this is a new kind of wine that God gives it to you when you receive his word and you're doing what he asks you to do. Even though you feel down, God will lift you from that place of discouragement. God will lift you. As you keep doing God's word, God's light begins to shine on your life. Because he is there with you. His light comes upon you. And he begins to show you why things didn't work in the first place. Because you are studying the word and then you are also doing his work. The Bible is very clear about this. It says, arise. Shine, for your light has come. Arise, Isaiah 60, verse 1 through 3. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is upon you. When God's walking with you and you are walking with God, I'm coming to that. When you are walking with God, God's glory come up, comes upon you and you can rise and shine. He says, for behold... Darkness shall cover the earth. Deep darkness, the people. In other words, everyone may be down because there is darkness everywhere. Everyone is held down because of the darkness, because of Satan's activity. And and that includes you. But he says, but the Lord will arise upon you. God will arise upon you. The Lord will arise over you. And his glory will be seen in your life. They will see his glory when he rises upon you. The people will see God's on you because you were created for his glory. And he made you for his glory. You work for his glory. Those he foreknew, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. So God created you for glory, not for discouragement. So his light arise and shine. He tells us very clearly there that the Gentiles will come to your light. And kings will come to the brightness of your rising. That's why God says, rise up. And then he says, sit down. Yes. Because he wants to lift you up from that place of discouragement. Let me tell you this. Light never quarrels with darkness. Light doesn't give an opportunity for darkness to have a quarrel with it. When light shows up, darkness disappears. That's true. There is no time for arguments between light and darkness. And discouragement is of darkness. And so when light comes in, 
discouragement is gone. You cannot have light and be discouraged. You can have the glory of God upon your life and be down. No matter what's going on, you can see it with your eyes, but you discount everything that you're seeing because you are walking by faith, which is by light. It's not going to happen. You know you are making it because light has come upon your life. And the Bible tells us in John chapter 1, from verse 4 and 5, it says, In him was light, and the light was the life of man. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness cannot comprehend it. The darkness cannot overcome it. So what we need is the light of the Word of God and doing work for God so that God can walk through your life. Darkness can never challenge the light. You were created for glory, and whatever you're doing, you don't need to let go because discouragement has come. That's the enemy trying to make you stop. But stand up and say, I believe God gave me this dream. Many times we get really discouraged because we fasted and we prayed, we cried out to God, we thought everything was going to go well, and everything seemed to be going the other way, and so we quit. And we don't pray anymore. <laughs> we just turn away from him. But remember, God created you for glory. He wants you to be a star. I know we always think about those from Hollywood as, a, as stars. And those are <laughs> demon stars. They'll vanish away. Amen? They'll vanish away. If you read in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. But let me, let me, let me stop there. Let me take you somewhere else. Um, Mark chapter 16, verse 20 says this. You know, I said, go out and walk for God, right? And your discouragement is gone. Do something. Whatever it is. Even if it's small, do it for God. God will never forget he will reward you. God says, I never called you to work for me in vain. You can't seek the Lord in vain. No. He remembers everything. You know, if you read in Mark, Mark chapter 16, verse 20, he says, and they went everywhere preaching the gospel. And guess what? The Lord working with them. The Lord working with them and confirming the word that they spoke with signs following. In other words, the supernatural was present with them as they stepped out to do God's work. Guess who was walking with them? Jesus was with them everywhere they went. If you, if you go with, uh, to your place of work, he's there with you because you are working for him. You are working for him. The Bible tells us, he who walks with the wise will be wise. If you walk with the wise, you are going to be wise. And if you are out doing God's work and Jesus is walking with you, guess what? He is walking with you as well. You are in fellowship. He is part of your company. He is there with you and you are doing the work together, right? And that means you are rubbing shoulders with the Lord. He who walks with the with wise will what? Will be wise. Before long, 
as you walk for God and God walking through you and you are making, having fellowship with Jesus because he is the one that is doing the work in you. You are there. You're walking with him. Before long, you have the same wisdom. And you can beat discouragement with his wisdom. We don't realize that. So you want to pull back and, uh, and you want to watch soccer, f- uh, football, and basketball because you are discouraged. Uh, uh, or maybe use some alcohol. No, you don't need that. You need the Holy Spirit. There's a, there's a scripture in um, Luke. Oh, wow. Uh, the angel Gabriel went to, to Mary. And said, now, this is not Christmas, but I'd like to go there today, okay? <laughs> the angel went to, Gab- to, to Gabriel, went to Mary. He, she said, uh, you're going to have a baby. And Mary was, says, uh, how can this thing be? I don't have a husband. You know the answer? The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. And once that power of the most high overshadows you, the impossible becomes possible. It becomes possible. He who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of of the Almighty. When you come under the shadow of the Almighty, what is impossible becomes possible. And then you lose your fear. And discouragement is no longer there. You lose your fear. So you walk with the wise. He who walks with the wise will be wise. The companion of fools will be destroyed. So, but I'm going to walk with Jesus. Look at what Daniel says. Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. He says, And those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the firmament. That's what it tells us. And those who turn Many to righteousness as stars forever and ever. You want to shine? Go turn somebody to righteousness. And you will shine forever and ever and ever. And discouragement will never come to your door. They don't know your address if you have... Uh, that thing in you. When you walk for the Lord, that's gone. It's so important that we walk for Him until you put the Word of God to work as a lifestyle. Putting the Word of God to work as a lifestyle. Testing the word of God, trying the word of God. You may never get to your destiny, the destiny that God created for you. It's the word of God. Working the word of God. Doing work with the word of God. 
That's how you are wise. When you do God's work, you put his word to practice. If he says go, you go. If he says come, you come. If he says pray, you pray. If he says to read, study, you study. You are putting the word of God to work. And when you do that, you walk with him and discouragement cannot hit you. It will come, but it falls off you. (laughs) Because you know in whom you believe. And you know that he's able to keep until that day everything that you've committed to him, including your goal and your vision that the enemy is trying to discourage you with. You've got to put the work of God. That's when you are wise. When you do the word of God, then you are wise. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. That's number one. You want to be successful at the project, you need wisdom. You want to get to the top, if you don't have wisdom, you're not getting there. I often say, common sense is not common. Common sense is not common. You need that wisdom from God. He's so simple. He's coming from God. When He's revealed, people wonder, how did you come about that? We should have known this all along. But it's not gotten from the cells of the brain. It's divinely by the Holy Ghost obtained. And so when you walk with God, that's there for you. Now, Matthew chapter uh, 7 verse 24, he says, everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does them, putting the word of God to work as a lifestyle, right? Everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to what? A wise man. And if you are wise, you will shine. Amen? You will shine like the stars forever if you do what God tells you to do. Amen? I know this time is not right. And I don't know what time is now, and I'm too excited to stop. I'm going to end with this because I'll continue next week. But see, live only to please God. Live only to please God. If you, don't, if you want your life to be resistant to discouragement, live to please God and God alone. That's the only way to go. You know, today I wonder, why do people go to church? What do they hope to get? Why are you doing it? Do you realize your service to God has eternal consequence? Potential consequences? This is very serious. There's got to be a meaning to this. You have to be willing to listen to what God says. If you go to church and you're listening to the word and you're not making any effort to let the word govern your life, you're wasting your time. You might as well stay home. Because you'll never truly see God. You won't see him at work in your life. 
He's waiting for you to make that decision that I am ready to please you and you alone. I've tried it my way. It's, not, it's never worked. I'm coming back home. God, I'm coming to you. I will listen to you. Whether it makes sense or not, I'm going to listen to you. Let me tell you this. You, they will never always tell you you are doing, you, you are doing a good job. Okay? Hey. It's never, that will never come all the time. So if they're telling you you are doing a good job, listen and enjoy it for that time because it won't last. Pastors get in this trap because pastors, they are object of criticism as well as slander. And so many times the pastor, after they've been criticized and slandered a good bit and it's really hurting, especially when people start to leave, they believe, well, maybe I should... I just, the way I do things, what I say, uh, how I do things, maybe they will stop uh, 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 doing that because Pastor Nye has gotten into discouragement. But while he's adjusting his words and his ways, they are also adjusting their criticism to come back. He never wins. You just have to stay with what God's called you to do. Just stay with what God's called you to do. And let God be the one to promote. That's in your place of work, whatever you're doing. You have a project, you're pursuing it, and then you have all these discouraging things. This will never work. You're going over your head and all of that stuff. If God gave it to you, don't listen. Stay with what God is telling you. Many times when that comes through and God has finished the work, the same people that told you it won't work, they come and say, oh, brother, that was so wonderful. We were praying for you all along. <laughs> oh, sure, they were praying for you all along. Just stay with what God has called you to do. And when, when you're doing what God's called you to do, guess what? Is you, if he doesn't come and they don't criticize you and don't put you down and sometimes words of encouragement, but most of the time words of discouragement, and that's what they did with the children of Israel. If you don't know your God, you are going to yield and you miss God totally. Look at what Paul said. Galatians 1 verse 10. For do I now persuade men? Do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a born servant of Christ. If your goal is to make people happy, to like you, and you forget what God told you to do, you will always face discouragement. I'm telling you. You got to know, this is what God called me to do. Whether it's working or not, I'm going to stay with what God called me to do. That doesn't mean you won't listen to people at all. You got to listen because sometimes a word, sometimes from a young person can help you position you better in what God is calling you to do. So we're not talking about being rebellious and well, I'm not going to listen to anybody. Even though everybody can tell this is not God. Well, I'm not listening to anybody. God told me. Verify. God will not tell you something without letting others know that's God. That's the way it is. I can use this to, to remind us here. We, when we started the church in, uh, in uh, Calvert, it wasn't too long. I already knew who the pastor would be. 
But several people came to me very clearly and said, well, we think the person, the pastor should be this. I, I hesitated most of the time. I wanted to, I already know, but I don't say that. I just say, thank you very much. I appreciate that. But the person also knew that God is called him to do this work. So everybody will know. But when everybody's coming at you, including those, then you know something is not right. Go back to God. Amen? God, what is wrong here? And I know the God I serve. He'll tell you. He, he will, no doubt. He'll tell you. He does say, son, listen to them. Change your ways. And then you repent. Or he'll say, that's okay. It comes with that territory. It's always the same. So don't listen. Don't, listen, don't fight them. Don't be belligerent. Do what you're doing. And God will bring it to pass. If they irritate you, pray for them. Amen? It's not men. We don't war with men. We don't fight flesh and blood. It's the war is heavenly. And so let God guide you. And let God guide your vision. But know your vision, but never give it up. Amen? Close your eyes with me today. We stop here. Thank you, Lord Jesus.